everybody? We're back. Another episode of the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast. Yes, sir. Matt, what's been going on, man? Feeling good, man. It's a good week. Um, ready to talk some football, man. Yeah, I know it's a... Some things going on around the league before we jump into the Redskins, man. Just yes, there is. I, I guess the trade that caught everybody off guard was the Joe Flacco trade. Big Flacco. Joe Flacco. For those of you, those of you who don't know, the Broncos are trading for Joe Flacco. I think the Ravens are sending. Uh, the Ravens are getting a mid-round draft pick in return. Yeah. And the Broncos are getting Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trade. I didn't see this coming. I mean, I knew that Flacco wasn't going to be in Baltimore next year, obviously, because... Right, everybody saw that. Saw you know, coming. it's the Lamar Jackson show now, but yep. I definitely did not see Flacco going to the Broncos. I was thinking more of Jacksonville, honestly. I could definitely see him in Jacksonville. I was thinking more of Jacksonville. I am glad that the Redskins didn't, didn't trade for him because we don't need another yeah, not, big not money a, quarterback who's at the end of his career. We don't need that, yeah, that situation, but... How do you think this works out for, uh, well, the, obviously the Ravens are getting back a draft pick they could use to invest another young player that's right. cheap. Like, it's a mid-round draft pick. So, how do you think this trade works out for the Broncos? For the Broncos, um, it's another wait-and-see type of thing. I, I think uh, especially the, the Flacco fans, however many of them there are <laughs> out there, <laughs> they would love to, to see him uh, catch lightning in a bottle this year. Um is he washed up? I think we're going to see. Um, yeah. I, I don't think... Uh, nobody really knows. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to expect. I will say this. John Elway has to get it right. Um, has to. Because his his uh, his ability to pick quarterbacks over the last few years hasn't, hasn't really been good. I'm going to read you a few names. He obviously won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Of course. Since Peyton Manning, they drafted Brock Osweiler, drafted Trevor Simeon. They traded up to draft Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm. They signed Case Keenum. Now they're with Flacco. I'm just going to say he's had mediocre quarterback mediocre. play since Peyton Manning retired. And for me, that's more shocking because it's this is a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. And it's right. like his you, ability you to. Him. Yeah. yeah, As a team's general manager, it's like his ability to select good quarterbacks is it's mind-boggling how bad he's been right. at picking good quarterbacks the last few years. So, uh, we'll, he he may be again one of those right. those, those player coaches that it just doesn't really translate over right. to the NFL. So, um, hey, Flacco, Flacco has I think I think Flacco if Flacco plays poorly, I think it's a direct reflection of John. I mean, not I John, think so. John Elway. John, yeah, you'd have to say um, that. Because my, if I had John Elway as my GM, the one position that I would have I, confidence in him picking is the quarterback. Absolutely. Position. So it makes sense. Um, that's it, his expertise. So I don't see um <laughs> what his vision has been. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, how does this affect the Redskins? Well, obviously, the Broncos were picking ahead of the Redskins, right. and they were, you know, projected to draft one of the top quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Do you still think the Broncos take a quarterback with their first round pick now that they've traded for Flacco and he's going to make twenty plus million dollars this year? I think if he's a smart GM, yes, you have to. You would still take a quarterback in the first round. I think so because you don't know what you're getting with Flacco. You don't know, and that's still that's not your long term future. This that's guy's going to take us for multiple years on playoff runs. You didn't, come on, I don't think anybody's believing that. Well, well, at this point, Flacco's a stopgap quarterback, Absolutely. obviously. I mean, at 34, 
We'll see how long he plays. I know Tom Brady is making everybody want to play to their 40. Right. But we'll see how long um, he plays. I, If I'm the Broncos, I would definitely draft a quarterback this year. Yes. Probably in the third round, yeah. third or fourth round. Well, if they send in a mid-round pick, probably in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. So any, anywhere after the first round, yeah. I would draft a quarterback. And I would with my first round pick, I would just try to get the best player available. Right. Because if you look at... Uh, the years Flacco was successful in Baltimore, they had talent around him. Mm-hmm. So I would try to put as much talent around Flacco and get whatever Flacco has left in the tank. I would try to get the most out of him with talent around him. Now, the Broncos have Emmanuel Sanders. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Phillip Lindsey. Um, so they have some some pieces on offense that he could work with. Very true. Flacco just has to deliver. Has to. He just has to deliver. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um that works out well for the Redskins in the in the in the sense that okay that's another team who may not draft a quarterback ahead of them right but one know, less team you have to worry one less team you have to worry so we'll see we'll see how that plays out it's gonna be interesting it is all I, all eyes this year is on John Elway and Flacco yes or, or on John Elway it's on it's on John Elway because mm-hmm. I yeah. know that fan base is like yeah, sitting yeah. back like all right let's, yeah. let's go. On, we John. love you, John, but uh, you got to give us something. So yeah. we'll see. Other news: I was reading reports that Pierre Garcon most likely will be a free agent this mm. offseason. Mm. Knowing that he was with us what two years ago, yeah. How do you feel about? I do. I think the Redskins would do it. Probably not. Probably but how not. do you how do you feel about the idea that uh, the Redskins can bring back Pierre Garcon? I think I would be more excited about it if we had our quarterback situation right. under control right now. Um, because we don't, it's just... That sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Of course, you want him to come back to the skins, but um, what about the quarterback situation? Now, if the price is right, I would bring him back. Always. I mean, if I mean the, on the business side, if, if it's possible, sure, bring him in. Because I don't think we even have, again, we, we don't even have a solid number one right. wide receiver. If if the period. price is right, I bring him back. He's better than what we have now. Absolutely. Um, Maybe Garcon maybe have a two two good years or three good years yeah. left in him. I would bring him back if it's if it's a contract-friendly team. Very I mean, if, it's a, if the contract is team-friendly. Yeah. I would bring him back. And, and here's we'll what see. I here's what I know about about um, Pierre Garcon. He has third downs covered. I know yeah, that for a fact. absolutely. It's a I consistent chain movement. Absolutely consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the the things the Redskins lacked last year was somebody a go to target on third down. Yeah. And we know Pierre Garcon. He's gonna run every route. He's not gonna be afraid to go across the middle. We're not gonna see him. Uh, what they call it, alligator arms too much. Right. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna put himself in a position to do he whatever he has he to will. do to get the football. Yep. And he brings that toughness back to the receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this year any of our receivers they had that grit to him. No, not at all. Like Pierre Garcon, when he got the ball, he ran like a running back. He was mm-hmm. lowering the shoulder mm-hmm. on running plays. What to expect from him. Yep. He was going and getting up in the you know in the corners, chest blocking. Yeah. That's something that I think we missed from the receiver position this year. So. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out, to see where he lands yeah. as well. Because even if he doesn't come back to the Redskins, a guy like Pierre Garçon can help a contender. Absolutely, he can, can help a team like <laughs> he can help. He can help the Rams. He can help the Patriots. He can help a, a guy like Pierre Garçon where he doesn't have to come in and be the number one receiver. Yeah, he can come in and help a team, uh, a team that's close to compete for a championship. So we'll see. Definitely. He's but, consistent. So yeah, yeah. 
the focus we want to get right into it or get back into it was talk about uh our defense man defense our defense last year that it start i had high hopes man we started off um on the right foot man. we started off i want to say dominating like yeah early on in the season we started off and it was just like I, mean, I think we wanted something yeah. yeah but as as the season went on this I, and it, it it I don't understand how the defense fell apart because for the most part of the year defense was healthy yeah, healthy man we had all the right pieces in all the right places we had um, the defense was healthy the defensive line was getting pressure we were yeah, stopping the run they were gelling we were um, forcing turnovers it's everything that you wanted to see out of, out of out of them from this season at the beginning of that season I think we went I think our first I think our first six or seven games we forced at least one turnover every one, game yeah, like absolutely yep. you can't ask for much more than that nope I mean, outside of the outside of the Saints game, yeah, we weren't really we weren't really giving up any plays early on in the season. Right. I think I that mean, look at DJ Swearinger, he was balling out. Yeah, that I mean that Saints game it was over before it even started. Yeah, oh, but yeah. if you look at outside of that game, they were pretty much solid as containing the big plays, like stopping yeah. the run, getting sacks, yeah, fumbles, interceptions, interceptions, all that good stuff. But somewhere. Mid season, they just started to def- deflate. Yeah, man. Um, and I, I think that has a lot to do with them being on the field too much. Cause yeah, offense was not offense with production went down yeah. after the after the midpoint in the season. So yeah, I think confidence kind of got shaky. Um, yeah, play calling wasn't. Yeah, play wasn't, calling started getting real shaky too. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, that, that's the probably the biggest mystery. Yeah, outside of why everybody keeps getting hurt. Yeah, but the. The way the defense broke down last year, that's probably the biggest mystery. Yeah. Going forward, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this several times. I would love to see the Skins go back to a 4-3. Oh, come on. Like, please. We have to talk about this. Like, we have been saying this for years. The last the last time we had, uh, the last time we finished the season with, I believe, a top five defense, yes. we were in the 4-3. And I'm not saying that if we go back to a 4-3, we're going to automatically be a top five defense. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is they have the players. I think the talent on the defense is better suited for a 4-3 than it is they a 3-4. Are. Ryan Kerrigan, I, I feel, is one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yes. Be, there should be no reason he's dropping back in the coverage. No, he should not be back there. His hand His should hand be in the ground, dirt, and he should forward. be hunting, exactly. period. That's exactly. where he flourishes. Why they don't do that, I still don't understand. I, I get it, but no. It, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle, I believe that the four of those guys can give you a quality, yes. if not dominant rotation from the interior lineman in a four three. I believe it. Now, granted, this season we've we've seen that they can they can we we've had games where they dominated in a three four. Yeah. I'll give them that. But I just I just to me the three four on this team just doesn't feel right. It I, doesn't. Um, if you look at if you look at Payne and John Allen at Alabama, mm-hmm. Alabama plays more of a four three than they do a three four. Yeah. Let those guys do what they let you know. Let let those guys do what we drafted them to do. Exactly, man. They they are. Let them stay true to their positions and just let them hunt, man. Like, let them do their thing. Jonathan Allen in the three technique with uh, Deron Payne in the shade or one or nose, however you want to call it. Yeah. You can't ask for much more than that. No, we, you can't. we got Ryan Carey getting that one in. Hopefully, 
We re-signed Preston Smith. You got them. Yeah. At, 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 you have him at the other defensive end. I think you have a solid defensive line. Yeah. They don't have no pass coverage responsibility. Your job None. is to wreak havoc in the backfield. That's all you need to do. And I think because our linebackers, um, our linebackers are smaller. Yeah. Well, the guys who I think should be the starters next year with Ruben Foster, uh, Sean Dion Hamilton. Yeah. Those guys are smaller backers. Um, they're smaller than a, than a guy like Mason Foster. Right. You need to keep those defensive linemen in front of them to Absolutely. keep blocks off them. Because if you look at the year the Ravens won their first Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Ray Lewis didn't get touched. Yeah. They were running a 4-3. Ray Lewis didn't get touched. Mm -hmm. And that's because it was taking three or four people to block their defensive exactly. line. Exactly. Ray Lewis was just running around like a madman making tackles. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Ruben Foster or Sean Dion yeah, Hamilton is going to be Ray caliber, Lewis. But right. But still, I think they can they can be dominant in their position. Oh, any any my any middle linebacker will appreciate uh, dominant defensive line play. Yeah. So man, go back. Just go back to the four three. Please. I just I don't like the three four. I feel like the three in the three four scheme it's easier for the guards to get up on the linebackers. Mm -hmm. um, and last year our linebackers didn't fight off blocks well. They did not. Um, it's like when they when the I know that Eagles game that Monday was the Monday night game. Yeah. I mean, you just saw the Eagles guards just consistently get up on our linebackers and they couldn't get off the like, blocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a little different in the three four. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different when you line up in the four three because those guards won't always have that free release to get up on the linebacker. Mm -hmm. So, I would love to see for this team to go back to a four three. Hopefully, I know they apparently were interviewing Greg Williams and Todd Bowles. And apparently Minuski was sitting in on the which interview. Is extremely weird to me. Which I don't I, understand. Yeah, I'm that. not gonna. I'm not gonna sit in for an interview for right. somebody you're it's trying to take to, my you, job. You know, like, somebody's trying to take like, my job. On, but of course, they told the media, they told the fans that he was just trying to get different perspectives. Sure. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they Whatever were telling him to go back to a four three if he was sitting in on those meetings. So yeah, we'll see. But I think. With the talent that they do have and the talent that they could possibly bring in, yeah. I think the 4-3 is probably what's best yes. for this defense. But, like I said, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the coaches decide yeah. uh, once the season starts. I think the way we draft or the way we go get free agents, that's going to tell a lot about what defensive scheme we decide to go with this year. Absolutely. That's going to tell a lot. Safety. Mm. Once again, safety, as of right now, has become the biggest weakness on defense Yes, it has. Um, just because we released DJ, mm -hmm. Ha Ha's a free agent. We don't know if we're going to bring him back. Yeah. Monte Nicholson, a guy who I still think has a lot of potential. I think so. With that whole fight and him getting arrested. Yeah. We don't know if he's going to face a suspension. He might have to do jail time. We don't know. They, I think his court date got pushed back to some time in May. So mm -hmm. right now we have no definitive answer on Monte Nicholson. So... We still have DeShazer Everett, right. which I like, and you know I've been I've been that's high your, on him since. Yeah, uh, I've been a fan of his for a couple years now. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if we can go into next year with him as your starter. Right. Um, I think he's a good rotational guy. He's great on special teams, but um, he he only might just need an opportunity. Yeah, he might just need an opportunity to be a starter. So we'll see. But safety, looking at the rest of the defense right now, obviously defensive line is our strongest position. Um, and I think I think it goes defensive line, linebackers, corners, and I think safety. Agreed. Um, is our 
our weakest position right now. You you can you could put uh you could say our corners are stronger than our linebackers just because we haven't that. we haven't seen Ruben Foster and Sean Deion Hamilton play True. together. Yeah. Or on this level, we've seen them play in college. We haven't seen them play in the, you know play together in the NFL. I would like to see Josh Harvey Clemens get more snaps on defense. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind ranking our corners ahead of our linebackers, but yeah. safety is obviously the biggest hole because right now we. If the season started today, I, I couldn't tell you who our safeties would be. Couldn't, and I, I wouldn't even see us improving from from last year, uh, unless we make some some serious changes at, at safety. And we pick somebody up. Uh, last season, we were fifteenth in passing uh, passing defense. It's not bad, it's middle of the not, pack. Not bad, not bad. Uh, but I think if we really want to make some noise and become some true contenders, uh, you got to be top ten. That's that's just my opinion. Um, that's what I think we're capable of. Yeah, we're capable. And it, if you look at a lot of the games, they were there. Yeah. There, there were plays on the field to be made. It just Absolutely. It just didn't make them. Now, there was some questionable defensive calls that were coming in, but mm-hmm. I think the talent is there. It is. We just have to – well, the coaches have to figure out how to get the best out of the talent that's available to them. But, but the talent I, is there. Can I say that that's what we've been dealing with for years, though? Yeah. That's what's so yeah. frustrating being a Redskins fan is because the talent – has always been there, right? They just just never utilized properly. It's I don't I I can't I can't explain the quarter. Well, we we thought we had our quarterback situation figured out a few years ago when we picked up RG three, but it seems like quarterback and safety. Yeah. For the the majority of my life as a Redskins fan has been a weak spot. Outside of the few years we had Sean Taylor, mm-hmm. safety has been a glaring weakness on this defense for. The, Years since then, yes. Well, since Sean Taylor, we've haven't had consistent safeties, and and honestly, even if, I think we began to feel some optimism about the position with DJ Swanger. Yeah, once he yep. came in, and and we saw yep. the whole beginning of the season with him and Ha Ha Dix, who's number one. Yep, we we had some relief, and we go ahead and at, cut the guy. At least. Well, before we even traded for HaHa, coming yeah. into this season when Monte and DJ was the starters, I was saying, you remember we was watching yeah, the games, I was absolutely. saying, these are safeties for the next four or five, four, four, five years. years. Like, safety Locked we don't in. have to worry about, especially the way they were playing the first yeah. month and a half of the season. Yeah, I was they like, had chemistry back then. We don't have to worry about safety yeah. the next four or five years. But here back we are to, again, back, back at square ball. one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have no idea why safety is going to be. Yep. Um... Some free agents. Yeah, let's go. Now, there is some quality. There are, excuse me, there are some quality free agents available. Yes. So we're just going to look at safety. Okay. Um, Adrian Amos. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins. Yes. Earl Thomas. Yes. LaMarcus Joyner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing somebody. I think those are the top four. Uh, free agent safeties available. Oh, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badgers free agent. Ah, um, I think yeah, I think those are the top four or five free agent safeties that's gonna be available. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the Redskins' chances are of getting at least one of those guys? I think. Oh, it's... don't don't forget. I, I didn't mean I forgot. Ha ha. Clint Dix is a free agent as well. Yeah. What do you think? Aside from ha ha. Aside from, Aside from ha ha, because there's a there's a chance they may resign him. But for one of those safeties that wasn't on the Redskins roster last year, what do you think? What what do you what do you think of the chances of us landing one of those guys? I think it is a seventy five percent chance that we we land one of those guys. You think so? I think if seventy five. I think so. 
I think if because of, of, of the potential of this defense and how I think we are are really just a few pieces away from becoming that that dominant old school Redskins defense, I think we are our safety and, and a linebacker away from becoming that dominant defense. I think it's a seventy five percent chance they make a they make a move for one of those safeties. I think you have to. I'm, go ahead. I think I mean cut you off. I think they make a move. Yeah. Do those guys sign is the question. Yeah. True. Because if I'm if the money's if, right. If you you take a guy like Lamarcus Joyner, yeah, plays for the Rams. Um, I find it it'll be hard for me to to leave a team that just played in a Super Bowl to go to a team who doesn't even know who their quarterback is. True. Um, Earl Thomas is coming off a leg injury. Yeah. Everybody believes that he's gonna go to the Cowboys, which I hope not. Oh but my God. We'll see. That'd be so annoying. Um, Adrian Amos. Yeah. That's a guy that I really like. Uh, for two reasons, I think he's a very good tackler. Yeah, he's good in coverage, but I think he's 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 a he's one of the better tackling safeties in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also local. He's from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of pitching it to him that like hey, it. you could play close to home, your family and everything can come to the games. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, it's going to come down to money and what yeah. he thinks is best for his career. Yeah. But I really like Adrian Amos. But my favorite, I want to say, safety that's a that's going to be a free agent is Landon Collins, obviously. Because I thought when he came out That's in the draft, favorite, we were going to yeah. get him. Yeah. You know, the whole, oh, yeah, Sean Taylor is my favorite player. Yeah. You know, that just excites me. Anytime a safety says their favorite player, Sean Taylor, yeah. you know, Redskins fans, we just hard eyes. Everybody gets excited. Yeah. I would like to see Landon Collins in the Redskins I, uniform. I think out of, out of that group, I think it would go Landon Collins, Amos, um, Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, just because of his injury, he he's injured like every year, and we're I mean, constantly dealing with that. He's pretty solid this year. I don't, I don't know if he got hurt this year, but did he get hurt this year? And, I can't remember. And just because I feel like, especially with the Redskins, and it's always this injury bug that we're still trying to get yeah. over. Just our luck, he'll come in and that happens. But realistically, yeah. I think I don't think Earl Thomas will come here. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Like I said, Lamarcus Joyner. I don't. I don't see him leaving from playing in the Super Bowl and going to a team who might not make the playoffs next True. year. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. Um, he's interesting because he I know is. I know Houston probably wants to keep him. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't. Tyron Matthew is the wild card. He's a wild card. Yeah. I I can't. I, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. A, I think Landon Collins. Uh, some people might think it's unrealistic. I think Landon, Landon Collins is a realistic option. Of yeah. course, it's going to come down to money, but he's going to be playing with basically his old college team if yeah. he comes here. Yeah. Reuben Foster, Deron Payne, John yeah. Allen, Sean Deion Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to be playing with familiar faces, guys that Very he's true. won with before. Yes. So I would like to see Landon now a dream scenario. What's up? <laughs> a dream scenario would mm-hmm. be for us to get <laughs> Earl Thomas <laughs> and Landon Collins, and but Landon Collins. of course we know that's not gonna happen because right. the both we of those. We can dream though. We can dream. We can dream. We can dream. But realistically, that probably won't yeah. happen. I do think it's realistic though that we get Haha and Landon Collins. We get Haha back and Landon Collins. I think that's possible. Now they may have to do some uh, maneuvering as far as the salary salary cap salary, restructuring yeah. contracts, yeah. maybe releasing some players. But I think that's possible. I think you still have to consider what are we doing with the the D 
defensive coordinator. Like, what are we doing? Where where are we going with that? Are we are we keeping Minuski? Like, what's happening? We don't even really know what's happening. I think if we bring somebody in, they're probably going to want to make a move at one of these safeties. I think it just makes sense to come in, you know what I'm saying, and just go ahead and make a splash real quick and well, establish as a, yourself. Like, as, as of now, Minuski's... He's going to be the, the defensive coordinator next year. Right. I mean, in 2019. Now, beyond mm-hmm. 2019, I, yeah, depends on what they the product they put on the field this year. Yeah. But, I mean... Should we move on from Minuski? I thought we was going to move on from him last year. Yeah. And the reason I felt they, they released DJ was because I felt DJ was telling the truth. Yeah. You people don't like the truth. They hate it. They hate... Well, people can't handle the truth. Yeah. But I also think the Redskins release... DJ to save face because they didn't want to look like because if they would have kept DJ and released Minuski, yeah, it would have came off as the players have more control, right? right. It would have came off as the players are right, the coaches mm-hmm. are wrong, yeah. Which a lot of times that happens that's, that's because the players are the reality. ones that's out there on the field, right? But it's politics, yeah. So I feel like that had a, that had a lot to do with DJ. Now, of course, there were reports that Jay Gruden had asked him to stop. You know, airing out their laundry in the media. Right. Okay, okay, I get it. I still don't know if I would have released DJ. I, would I probably, have, I, I mean, would have suspended him a few games. We, we lost Man, to the, a game right. or two, maybe. When we when we when we lost to the Titans, that was we only had one game left. Right. I mean, okay, I would have just set him the last game of the season. Right, that makes sense to me. Don't cut. The sit guy. him the last game of the season. Find him. Let's move on. All right, season, man. we get a fresh start. Him and coach can sit down, hash it out. Let's just move on from there. But yeah, I don't just, think I would have... back to the drawing board once again. I don't think I would have cut him. Now, if if the Redskins the if the Redskins had their mind made up that DJ Swearinger wasn't going to be on the roster yeah. in 2019, why not trade him and get something in return? Right. You could, you're not going to tell me that the way DJ played this year, you couldn't have got at least a third or fourth for him. Maybe not a first or a second, but you could have at least Teams got... Teams would have been interesting. Right. You could have at least got a third or fourth round pick for him if they decided to trade him this offseason. Oh, yeah. So... I just think we boggled that whole situation, but I mean, yeah. we'll see. But as far as Minuski, um, I thought that we were gonna. I actually, honestly, thought we were gonna get Greg Williams based off some of the reports I was reading. That but, was another dream scenario for me. <laughs> I thought we was gonna get Greg Williams, but we'll see. Hopefully, if the Redskins and they, they think he had talent last year, but if the Redskins can get more talent added to the defense, I think that. If well, if if they give Minuski Minuski more talent, yeah. If he doesn't get it done, that's then that's a direct reflection of coaching. I think so. Absolutely. That's so, fair to say. I think well, if Jay is coaching for his job, every coach under Jay is coaching for their job. Absolutely. With the exception, I'm gonna say of Kevin O'Connell and Jim yeah. Tomasula, yeah. only because I feel like I just. Just spitballing here. Yeah. If Jay doesn't get it done this year, mm-hmm. our next head coach might already be on the roster. You think so? I think so. There, there's a reason why Kevin O'Connell got promoted to offensive coordinator because they mm-hmm. didn't want him to go somewhere else. Right. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that he's the head coach in waiting. I'm not going to – I don't want to speculate, but, you know, it, it sure does look some that way. Some signs are pointing to that. Right. Some signs are pointing to that that you're – my thing is, why would you promote a guy to offensive coordinator but don't let him call plays? Right. Bruce Allen said, of course, it's it's only February. Mm-hmm. It's still early. But Bruce Allen said that Jay's going to still call the plays. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. But 
I think the majority of the coaches on this staff are coaching for their jobs yeah. this year. And I'm not saying no. We have to. We also have to look at uh, where the Redskins are when the season starts. Um, now, if they're in playoff contention and they don't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. now if they're you know if they're bad all year, then we obviously know Jay won't be back. Next Absolutely, year. he won't be. So, well, that that's what that's what it'll appear to be. Yeah. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting, but I think that. We we gotta get we gotta get this safety position figured out because now now if we don't decide to spend big money in free agency on the safety, I have no problem with us investing high draft picks high draft picks on yes. a safety. Yes, I know Deontay Thompson is probably one of the best safeties in the draft. Yeah, uh, as a kid, I think it's Cha- Chauncey Garner Johnson. Am I saying his name re- correctly? Safety from Florida. He's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I. I like Jaquan Johnson from Miami. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. So there, there are players in this draft. I mean, there, and there, I mean, there's other safeties that I did name, but there's safeties in this draft that could help, could help this team. Now, if Monte doesn't serve some type of suspension, yeah, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. So there's guys that will be available to us. It's just getting the right players and, and, and making the puzzle work. Yeah, fitting all the pieces to the puzzle together. So we'll see. Oh, before we get out of here, yeah, Preston Smith. Yes, obviously. Um, if Preston decides to go elsewhere through free agency, we're going to need a, a pass rusher opposite Ryan Kerrigan. But mm-hmm. as far as Preston Smith goes, do you bring him back? If you if if you're if you're sitting in the room with Eric Schaefer and Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden and all the guys that make the decisions, do you bring back Preston Smith? Offhand, I say yes, um, but it of course depends on the money. Do I think he's worth? What's he making right now? I mean, he's probably making. I mean, he's on a rookie contract, so right. he might be making two million a year, something like right. that. He's not making a whole lot. He's a second round pick right. on a rookie contract. He's not making a ton of money right now. I, I, the thing with Preston Smith is when we when we brought him in, we were looking for him to kind of just be that guy opposite of of Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan uh, is averaging about. What, ten sacks a season? At least ten. At least ten sacks a season. For the for the most part, at least and ten. And so we would need Preston to get at least seven or average at least seven to eight. If that that's best case scenario, sacks a season. We had eight last year. He well, did no eight and twenty seventeen. I think this year he yeah, only he, had he, four. From, from, since he came in, I think he came in fifteen. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. He's he he's gone four eight four eight something like that. Yeah. <sighs> I, I want you to, if you could give us a solid eight, that's what we want from you. That's what we need from you. I like, well, I. It's a toss up. I would not be hurt if we cut him. And if we keep him, cool. I like, I, Preston Smith is one of those guys that I think that a position change mm. will help him. If, Agreed. If, if, they did, if they make him a full-time defensive end. If we go back to the four. Exactly. If Preston Smith is one of those guys, if he if he has to commit to one position, I mean one responsibility, yeah, stopping the run, rushing the passer. Don't worry about covering the tight Don't end or backing the flats. Yeah. Your job is to wreak havoc in the backfield. I think yes. we could see more out of Preston Smith. I believe so. Now I, I still don't even think Preston Smith has even uh, maxed out as, as far as his potential. Not at all. 
Because he, I don't think he he's has, fully tapped in. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think he's I, still getting there. Yeah, especially I think that, he, that season where he had those eight sacks and yeah. he balled out. We were like, yes, this is what we've been waiting. I think to he's see still from learning. I, I think so. I would love Preston Smith back. It's just what's going to happen is we just gonna have to see how the other outside linebacker slash defensive ends get True. paid through free agency exactly. because that's what's gonna yeah that's, that's gonna that's determine the market exactly. Now, obviously, a guy like Jadavion Clowney or D Ford from Kansas City, they're yeah. probably gonna get at least ten million a year right. at least. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if the Skins will be willing to pay Preston Smith ten million a year. Would you pay Preston Smith ten million a year? Nah. No. Well, here's the thing. We only have like $20 million in cap space. So right. <laughs> now, I would pay one of those safeties we were talking about. I would pay them $10 million a year. I would definitely pay them $10 million a year. I can't tell you a specific number that I would pay Preston Smith, but I he I, I wouldn't make him the highest paid outside linebacker or defensive end. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go that far. But if they can get it done. I would like to see Preston Smith back in the Redskins uniform because I, I think I, I think he's close. Yeah, I think he's I think he's really close to being one of those dominant I, pass rushes. Why I would I would lean towards keeping him is that I like our core, uh, our yeah. nucleus of guys. I yeah. like what we have. I like I, I like what we've been building. Uh, we finally got them guys gelling yeah, together. Exactly. Don't, Absolutely. Don't disrupt that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you bring him back. You just keep the chemistry. They just keep building on the chemistry exactly. they already have. Yeah. Obviously, you get a new guy. I mean, defensive end. It's not like a, you know, it's not like bringing in a quarterback where he has to learn how to play. Right, with very true. But it's still it's it's the it's the it's, it's the the foundation. Yeah. I feel this is one of the first years in a long time where I, I feel good about our defensive line going forward for the next couple of years. Agreed. So bring Preston back, work it out, get the work it out, get the contract done. Hopefully they can they can get it get it worked out where he'll get his money and the team will still be in a position to bring in more talent. Right. So We'll see. But uh, we're going to get up out of here, man. Follow us yes, sir. on Twitter at Paul underscore Barnes 25 on Twitter. Follow Matthew Paranormal Matt, man. It's the Burgundy at Great Island Podcast. We're getting up out of here.